Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Welcome to episode three of the Bagels and Locks podcast with Davey Bagels. My name is Chase Fedorsky. Week one of the NFL season is in the books and may have been the ugliest week in the history of fantasy football. And in the history of, of football, at least at least those one o'clock games, it was getting a little a little hard to watch. But um, I'm not gonna lie and say I didn't have an amazing Sunday. It was it was still amazing. Even bad football's good. It's like a chocolate chip cookie. Or a French fry or something. Oh, I mean, it was great. I sat in 105-degree heat in the Palm Springs desert. Um, in the pool, our backyard of the bachelor party I was at had an 120-inch screen TV in the backyard. So we were alternating between the pool, a beer dye table. They had a pickleball court outside, a full arcade, and a little go-kart F1 course. Damn. That's, so- that's a scene. And football was on at 10 o'clock. So you add all that up, and it was a great football Sunday. You in 105-degree desert weather really takes uh, sweating your bets out to the next level. Oh, that a lot of sunscreen. My, my eyes were pretty much beat red between the chlorine and um, just getting sunscreen in my eyes for three days. I bet your face is beat red, too, because no amount of sunscreen is enough. Face was okay. I was reapplying constantly. Um, actually, your, your mother would be proud. Didn't really get sunburned because you know what it was? The last time I was in California in San Francisco of all places where I more or less am now. I had the worst sunburn in my life for like a month. I think you saw it. My legs were like peeling. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So after that, and that was in like 65 degree weather. So after that, I was like, I'm not fucking around. Now, let me ask, what what, what kind of SPF you got going on? I think I was just using 30 because I think anything above 30 is bullshit anyway. Mm, that's what I was going to say. I didn't, I didn't know if you were a... 80 SPF guy, you know, order that online. Okay. You're, you're based. You get it. Yeah. It's all scam after a certain point. So, yeah. Yep. All right. Recapping our week one picks. I think we were both three and two. Is, is that correct? Yeah. Damn. I'm surprised you're tracking my record too. You're trying to keep me honest. Well, it's just much easier when you post the picks on the Instagram page every week. It just I did do that. Me. I did do that. You're welcome to our followers and to chase. Yeah. Three and two. Um, feeling good. And I know you're feeling good too. Don't act like you're not psyched about three and two. Um, happy. Um, my college picks, which you said were quote all overreactions, uh, both hit. Colorado kicked the crap out of Nebraska. I guess they're legit minus two and a half covered. Oregon, I did have to sweat out against TTU. They were down a lot of that game, one by eight points. But um, Pac-12 is going out in a blaze of glory uh, right now in week three of the college, three or four of the college football season. Uh, a quarter of the top 25 is Pac-12 teams, six of the 25 teams. So going out on top for the Pac-12. Uh, NFL, Vikes minus six versus the Bucks. I did not take into account one o'clock Kirk Cousins. Uh, good for Baker. Titans, Saints over 41 and a half. I did not account for the fact that Tannehill is not very good. And Mike Vrabel, for whatever reason, just did not pound the ball with Derrick Henry. Jags minus four and a half versus the Colts, though. That did hit. Can no we talk about Tannehill? What, what's going on here? Why does he suck? I, I think ultimately when you look at his career, 
it kind of went off the rails in Miami. And even the two, like the two years with the Titans, he was legitimately good. Those years they made some playoff runs. But part of me just thinks they were so good because Derrick Henry ran the ball 400 times. And when you have a running back at the peak of his powers like that, you and I can run a successful play action at that point. Yeah, I don't, I've been banging this Titans drum for weeks now to anybody that would listen. And like Tannehill, man, oh, I just I, – I don't remember him being this bad. Maybe maybe it's new, but like Will Levis is going to be starting by week four if he keeps this shit up. That game was brutal to watch. And Carl looked terrible too. And, and it doesn't matter. He looked like the best quarterback in that game by far. In Tannehill's defense, there were so many quarterbacks that looked terrible. I mean, Joe Burrow – is the worst top three or four quarterback in the league. He threw for 82 yards. Like, I almost just think this is a weird week. The weather sucked everywhere. Throw None it out. Of these guys played in the preseason. Correct. I, well, and now I think you might see a shift back in the preseason where it's like, hey, you got to get some guys in. Got to get these guys some reps. Yeah. Like the Bengals specifically, and again, bad weather. And tip of the hat to the uh, Browns D and Jim Schwartz's game plan, but they looked like a team that had not played with their quarterbacks since the playoffs last year. Yeah. No, I, I, I think a lot of these teams just looked out of sync offensively and it created a, a shitty bad day of football. Plus I feel like there were fumbles all over the place. Special teams looked bad for everybody. Um, part of this is, is me talking just about the giants, but that, which I don't want to talk about for the rest huh. of this. But um no, it was an ugly, ugly day of football. You would have been proud of me in that heat. The Giants game was going so bad that in the first quarter, I drank seven Coors Lights, just like sitting sad, slugging beers. No, I'm I'm with you. And this is the last we'll talk about it because it really does make me sad to my core. I was there. So I missed the whole four o'clock slate, which sounds like it was the most exciting slate. I was out there in the parking lot, working hard, getting my reps in, tailgating, you know, drinking the first fall beers of the year. Watching Greg Gilman reach across the table when he shoots. I got you. Oh, yeah. The whole tailgate scene was out in force. And then I went inside, and immediately when I stepped inside the stadium, it started to just piss on me. So now I'm soaking wet, and the Giants also started to piss on me right on that first drive. No, uh, the first four minutes of the first drive were good. Yeah, and, like, I'll, I – Watching them take that field goal back was such a slap in the face. I was I was riding so high, and at that moment, you kind of like it started to tingle in me a little bit. Like this could be you could get embarrassed on national television today. You need to be careful. Like this could this could be the worst night of your life. And it, uh, by the end of it, it was like a, it was a bottom five night. I was cold and wet and pissed off, and the cowboy fans behind me kept yelling about how good Dak was. It was truly. Sad boy time. Yeah, let's just end the Giants talk on that. Yeah, yeah. Next. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Um, my recap. I rode with you on Colorado. Um, they look so good, man. They just look fast. They got athletes everywhere. Coach Prime's always got the crazy sunglasses on. He looks like a madman. He looks so out of place, and I love it. Um, my other college pick was Bama minus seven. I'm going to keep banging the Texas is is not back and an overrated drum more and more every week. But, man, Bama looked like – they looked bad. They they looked like they're not really going to be an offensive force this year. Um, and if they run into anybody that can score points, they're just going to get beat. Um, yeah, the offense just 
it's it's the reality. I I almost think it's what you're seeing with Clemson to some degree, where it's like, look, the game game's pretty easy when you have great quarterbacks. I mean, Bama. You look at it's honestly easy because you could take the same time frame more or less that Clemson had um, Deshaun Watson into Trevor into today. It's much easier when you. I mean, and Bama had so many crazy skill players. This is oversimplifying it, obviously, but when you go from Jalen Hurts to Tua to Mac Jones to Bryce Young, that's four first round picks and Jalen fucking Hurts. No, but you're right. It's the it's the skill it's the skill position guys too. I mean, oh, hundred percent. Good receivers come out of both places. Now it feels like neither of them have talent at any skill position except running back. So like, they're just not going to put up points. So anyway. I'm probably done betting Bama for a little while unless they played. I'll, you know, I'll bet I'll bet them when they play Ole Miss and stuff. Those teams can't score on them. But um, yeah, Texas Texas will lose a heartbreaker. It's coming. I'll probably bet on them six times before it happens. But like, you know that they're going to lose to Baylor or Kansas State or like it, it's going to happen. But for now, I'll, I'm wrong. Um, Chiefs minus four and a half. We've talked a lot about that game. The receivers killed me there. Um, I was dead right on Packers plus one. I said that this team is just better all around than, than the bears. And it definitely looked like it and love looked good, which I thought was, uh, was going to happen too. And then I'm, I've been wrong. I look wrong so far on my, my Titans future. And I've been banging the drums on the Titans, but I look dead ass right on the Miami dolphins. I took them plus three against the chargers away. And that was my lock schmear last week. And, um, and they won. So I should have taken a money line. Yeah, the over in that game, as high as it was, was the easiest play of the week. Yeah, yeah. Although in every other game, I, I bet every other game went under. So, yeah, but those two teams, the offenses are just good. There were so yep. many skill players on the field in that game. Yeah, and then um, the BNL picks. So our CJGJ over one and a half assists did not hit. Unfortunately, first bagel bet of the year was a loser. In our defense, though. Our boy CJ had a bunch of tackles. He just uh, he didn't he didn't get enough help from his boy, so that wasn't his. He probably fault. would have had even more. Um, what team CJ on again? The Lions. Yeah, he probably would have had even more if Tony just caught the ball. That's a good point. That's a good point. A couple of those catches that could have been that could have been his assisted tackle that puts him over. So. Tony lost us two bets this week. Um, the bankrupt Fanduel parlay somehow did not hit. Don't worry. We're cooking up another one this week. We're going to bankrupt them. It might take us a few weeks, but I feel good about it. You're going to have um, to scrape whatever my bet is for me. Shout out to the state of California for still not legalizing gambling since last week. Yeah, get with it, California. Come on. Uh, and then we'll talk about we'll talk about promosexuals. But yeah, all in all, I think a pretty good week. All right. Uh, NFL or college picks first. The college slate this week is weird. It's not weird. It sucks. Yeah, I, I got some deep Funny picks for mine. All right. We always do college first. All right. My first pick is going to be over 50 and a half in the ASU Fresno State game. Um, Fresno State through two games is averaging 36 and a half points. ASU, young team. um, But Dylan Raiola, their true freshman quarterback, was a top 50 recruit. At one point, the Gators were going to give him $12 million in NIL money. That fell through. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Neither D is great. Didn't really know what else to pick. But this seemed juicy. Give me over 50 and a half. So how much do you really know about these teams? I'm I'm interested. I'm interested how you come up with something like this. You look at all the games. 
you like Fresno State because you like their coach, Jeff Tedford. You look at how they've gone through two games. You see, oh, they've scored 36 and a half points per game. Then you flip over to Arizona State. You do know their quarterback because you, Dylan Rayola was part of a crazy NIL saga at like three different schools. You know Kenny Dillingham because he was the OC for Oregon last year when Bo Nix broke out. And you put that points per game for Fresno with the good freshman quarterback and a good offensive head coach, and you get the two teams combining for over 15 and a half points. Inside the mind of a of a Chase Midorski, you got a beautiful mind, brother. The pack, I've been actually crushing it on the Pac-12 bets this year. So, whoa, 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 oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We've bet two college games this year. You bet two Pac-12 games. Three, if you count, if you count week one, two, Utah's in the Pac-12, so that's three and zero. Oh. I, I guess we, we're not counting week one, but I, I, you did call that. So, all right. I, I think it's a little early to say you're crushing Pac-12 bets this year, especially because the Pac-12 has won basically every game they've played this year. So everyone's crushing Pac-12 bets this year. But all right. Yeah, no, you know they've what? covered most of the games too. That's true. They're scoring a lot of points. Conference of champions, baby. Staying with the Pac-12, my first pick. Everybody listening already knows it. They, everybody knows I'm riding with them until, until I die with them. I'm taking Colorado minus 23 and a half against Colorado State. Um, I, like I, I just got to keep playing Dion and the boys until they let me down. I've been, they've, been, they've been the most exciting wins I've had this year. So I'm riding. Yeah, that's not going to be my pick, but I missed that line. They should kick the shit out of Colorado State. Um, yeah, it's a big line, though. I mean, it's it's not – I wish it was less, but I like I will it. do – I'll keep it in the Pac-12. Um, I'm going to go University of Washington, minus 16.5 for Michigan State. Big spread Ooh. for a big spread for a Power 5, Power 5 game. I agree. Michigan State, though, that. has uh, played Central Michigan and Richmond. They have not gotten tested yet. Washington's offense with my boy Phoenix is unbelievable. They, you know, again, I'm not going to say they've been super tested, but like Boise State for week one is a real game in my mind. Like if you're going to play a group of five team, that's a real game. It's not a BS week one game. Uh, They beat Boise State 56-19 last week. They put up 43 against Tulsa. I would have, I would consider UW anyway, but especially given the circumstances that Michigan State's head coach Mel Tucker is suspended, likely to get fired soon. A um, lot of disarray there. This is a similar pick in the vein of my unofficial Northwestern pick week one in the under. I think Michigan State, not a great team to begin with, very disorganized, and I think Phoenix is going to pound them. They're going to get pounded by the Phoenix. They're going to get pounded. I, I think they are going to get pounded by the Phoenix. I think this Phoenix guy is big. I think he's talented. He's hard. This is – this is a Phoenix that I would not want to fuck with. Yeah, he's veiny too. He's veiny. He... <laughs> anyway, I I love this bet for everything that you just said. Uh, are we are we a Pac-12 podcast? I think we I think we ju- we just became a Pac-12 podcast. I mean, I've kind of been doing it for three years. Um, right. <laughs> this is the last year I can do it because a the conference is done, but b UCLA will be elsewhere. Um, so I can pretend to be a Pac-12 expert for one more year. All right, I'm I'm in. I'm gonna ride this one with you. I I didn't pay enough attention to this line when I was when I was scrolling, but yeah, with the with the Tucker stuff, this is a this is a hammer. Other other uh, uh, is your Lakshmi of the week an NFL pick? Like we're done with college? No, no, I got one more college pick. Oh, okay, go for it. Lakshmi's always got to go last though. Um, 
I, I took Tennessee minus six and a half. Um, we, we've talked about not believing in Graham Mertz and not believing in Florida, and they haven't looked good at all. Um, and Tennessee's look good. Milton looks good. They haven't really played anybody. They played like uh, Austin P in middle Tennessee or like Tennessee Martin or so, I don't know, something like that. They kicked the shit out of both of those teams like they should have. They look good doing it. Um, Florida's overrated. This line is not huge. I think they win by at least a touchdown. I have ten. I have that game with a question mark next to it. I think Tennessee should cover. Joe Milton's one of those guys that you just never know what you're going to get. But I just think they're so much more talented than Florida. So yeah, they they should cover this. Yeah, but you know what you're going to get from Mertz against a good defense. You're going to get interceptions and bad decisions. So I mean that that alone should should make them cover. It is in Florida though. Two other college freebies that I like. I like KSU minus four and a half versus Missouri a lot. KSU 15 in the country. Chris Kleiman's built a great program the last two years. Um, Missouri last week sweated it out against middle, middle Tennessee, 23, 19. I think this is just one where a more talented, tougher team covers the spread. Um, I also like Oregon state minus 24 and a half versus SDSU Oregon state sneaky top 20 team. DJ Ugalele looks like a brand new quarterback under Jonathan Smith's offense and uh, SDSU lost by, 28 points last week to UCLA. And I think Oregon state has a better offense than UCLA. So I like the Beavers to cover there. Beavers got a chip on their shoulder. They are dark horse playoff team in my mind. Cause they're pissed that they're getting left out of the power five. No, I agree. I mean, that would be, nothing would make me happier than if they snuck in and, and, or, or even better if they play spoiler to like Oregon or, or, USC or somebody as they're trying well, to make the, it. Well, the, the dream scenario is Oregon state, Washington state, in the Pac-12 title game with the playoff berth on the line. No, my dream scenario is like Oregon State versus USC and only USC can make the playoff and Oregon State kicks the shit out of them in the Rose Bowl. I mean, that that's like, that's got to be porn if you're an Oregon, Oregon State fan. Wouldn't be in the Rose Bowl though, it would be in the Coliseum. Whatever, it's, I don't know the difference. It's all the same shit to me. Yeah. <laughs> You try walking through Pasadena and walking through South Central Los Angeles. You tell me it's the same shit. Next yeah, Different demographics. Very much so. <laughs> I, I got a, I got one college freebie. I got a, a big money, money line college freebie. Give me Mississippi State plus 280 at home versus LSU. They're getting almost 10 points in an SEC game against an LSU team that looks a little bit overrated. Three to one odds take that all day yeah i mean they're three and i wonder head coach zach arnett after mike leach's passing will rogers in a non-air raid offense does look solid so far um if lsu gets their heads out of their ass and use harold perkins to rush the passer like they should i like lsu but if they don't like they didn't against fsu yeah mississippi state could pull up the upset for sure uh it's nine and a half points i think i think i'll, I'll mostly take them with the points but yeah, i, like, I think money line on that I'm definitely going to sprinkle some money line on that. Yep. All right. What do we got next? Let's talk NFL. You want to go first? Sure. All right. I don't think any of my picks are overreactions. So I'll go from least overreaction to most overreaction. This year, we've done overreactions the past two years. We always overreact and it always bites us in the ass. I think this year we're underreacting. I think that's what we got to do. I'm going to go Saints minus three versus the Panthers. Um, the Saints look bad, but I think in week two with Derek Carr, the offense improves. I, I just think this Panthers team, the Saints D looked solid. 
for the most part, they contained Derrick Henry. He only ran the ball 63 yards. Part of that is just because Vrabel didn't give it to him. More on that to come. Um, I just think this Panthers team is really going to sc- struggle to score points, especially with DJ Chark out. Um, I-, I think this could be like a 17-7 to game, but I like the Saints to cover. Yeah, I, I think I like the Saints here too. I, I think I like the under better. I looked at it. It's only like 40 points, so it's it's really hard. Um, and we just haven't seen that much Bryce Young to to really know what the Panthers are going to be about this year. Um, I'm not going to bet it. I can't believe they put this game on Sunday night football, by the way. I mean, is this like the Panthers one game? They're like, let's just throw them in in week two when, when it's less important and we'll, we'll stop giving them primetime games. I know the Jews aren't watching because they're Rosh Hashanah, I guess. Yeah, so they give us the the Charlotte New Orleans game. Respect. Put both the New York teams the week before, and then they know it's what. Yeah, all right, that makes sense. I didn't even think of that. Appreciate you for always thinking through the Jew angle here on Bagels and Locks, Chase. Baruch Hashem. <laughs> all right, um, I got Rams plus seven and a half. Um, I don't. I don't actually know if this is. Uh, if this is an underreaction or an or an overreaction, um, who are they playing for our listeners? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, Rams are at home versus the Niners. Um, I'm looking at it now, though. It looks like you can get them all the way up to plus eight and a half, and then I like it even more. I like it at seven, but I mean, the Rams looked sneaky good last week. The 49ers looked way better. They looked like the best team in the whole league. Kick the shit out of the Steelers. Um, but the Rams, you know, everybody said they don't have any guys with, without Coop playing. Like, who are they going to throw to? This kid, Puka, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Uka Puka. Yeah, what Uka Puka looked great. Um, I mean, this this offense was humming. Uh, the defense looked pretty good. Gino looked terrible. Donald looks scary as usual. Um, Cup's not going to play in this game again, but I, I don't think it matters. I don't think they win this game. The Niners are too good. But at home – Getting almost nine points now, give me that. Especially for a team that looked good last week. I I think I think this is a bet I like a lot. Yeah, I mean, they cost my bachelor party uh, $3,500. They were the last leg of our big $100 parlay that we threw. So that sucked. Did you head uh, out? The Seahawks were. Uh, no, we couldn't because there oh. were three 4 o'clock games. This is a stay away for me just because I, I think – look, I think the Niners – I picked the Niners to go to the Super Bowl. I think they are the best team in the NFC. They decimated the Steelers. I don't know if they're going to play that well. The flip side is I also don't know if the Rams are going to play that well. Um, but they kicked in the Seahawks. I'd almost say if I had to bet this game, I'd take the over without even knowing the total. One of these weeks – Brock Purdy, the seventh round rookie, is gonna throw a bunch of picks and look bad. He just he can't look average or above average every week. It doesn't make sense. And when you have that many weapons to throw to, though, it's it's possible. Yeah, and you got Trent Richardson. It makes it makes life easier. All right, my second pick. I'm gonna go Trent Richardson. Trent Williams. Yeah, you think I don't pay attention, but I heard that one loud and clear. I, I, I just caught myself too, yeah. Well, it, having Trent Richardson does not make your life easier as a quarterback. I wonder what that guy's up to this year. Uh, car wash. Owns the car wash, though, would be my guess. Uh, second pick, I'm going to go Dolphins minus two versus the Pats. I, I give the Patriots defense a lot of credit. I mean, they kept that game with the Eagles very close until the end. Eagles looked uncomfortable the whole game throughout. 
Uh, I think Mac Jones in the offense with a real OC um, in Bill O'Brien also looked much improved. This Dolphins offense, though, just looked incredible. I mean, if two was healthy, I think they're going to be very special. Tyree Kill and Waddle. The Tyree Kill, Waddle, Mostert, Speed trio is just unbelievable. And I just think at the end of the day, the Patriots, It's what this is going to be one of those games for me where I think the Patriots' D isn't as good as the Dolphins' offense, but can maybe contain them a little bit. But I think proportionally speaking, the Dolphins' D is better than the Patriots' offense. I love this pick. This is my fourth pick, my second NFL pick. Uh, I don't know where you're getting minus two. It's minus three across the board and every. Well, I checked yesterday, so we'll just change that to minus three then. Uh, That's not true. It opened at minus two and a half. So I don't know. I think Chase is making up lines, but it doesn't. I checked FanDuel this morning. It said minus two. And then maybe it's bounced around a little bit, but it opened at minus two and a half. Uh, Anyway, I'm with you. Like this offense is sick. I've been saying it over and over that when Tua plays, this this is one of the best teams in the league. This offense is maybe the best in the league. Uh, and, like, I think we got to keep betting him as long as we can keep Tua's brain in decent shape, which probably isn't that much longer. So I, I'm, I'm hammering this one with you. All right. Well, then last but not least, my lock schmear of the week. This could be a definite overreaction, but do it. I don't- Packers minus one and a half versus the Falcons. Um, I'm not all the way in on Jordan Love by any means, but I think he showed that he can manage this offense. They didn't use A.J. Dillon at all last week, so I, I think there's room to grow. Watson should be back this week. So he played great last week without, in theory, his number one receiver. Aaron Jones should be good to go as well. I, I just watched this Falcons team. I, yeah, they could pound the rock, but I think the Packers' D – um, who the Falcons play? The Panthers? Uh, yeah, I think so. Packers D, I think, is good. And I think it'll be much better than whoever the Falcons played. Um, I just think at the end of the day, as good as their run game is, I, I just don't think Desmond Ritter can throw the ball. I, I think this year's Falcons are last year's Giants. And that should worry you anytime you bet against them. Giants are the best team against the spread last year. Like, they're going to run the ball a ton. They're going to slow the game down. Every time they throw, it's going to be play action. They're going to play solid defense, conservative defense. I think they're going to be in the game against everybody they yeah, play. But I, think, but I think to your point, though, we saw last week what the Packers could do against a running quarterback. They more or less shut fields down. Yeah. No, like I think the Falcons are – going to come into this game with a better game plan than than the bears did they're they're they've proven that they can effectively run the ball whether it's Ritter or Bijan or Algier like they're going to control the clock they're going to be in every game they play and this is not going to be an exception the Packers offense is not so high octane that they're going to they're going to get up super big early and make the Falcons get out of their game plan and play from behind but I, I think I still like your bet. I do, but like I was gonna I say, I think this year is gonna be hard. I agree with all of your points. I think when the spread is under two points, though, I'm comfortable betting in that regard, despite everything that you just said. No, no, you're right. The, the Falcons can keep this close, and the Packers can still cover. Both of those right. things can be true. I don't, I don't hate it. I just like, I don't know that I'm gonna bet against the Falcons all year. Whenever they're big dogs, I'm definitely gonna bet on them. What's the like? What's the What's the number here? It, it's got to be small, right? 41, yeah. Not I also think the Packers got a good one in uh, Luke Musgrave, the tight end they drafted from Oregon State. 
I, you know, I didn't see any of this game because I was I was out there. Love, love looked good. I, I, I mean, I, the Bears were the Bears, but Love did look good. All right, I, I'm I'm not betting that one with you, but I'm I'm supportive. Godspeed. Um, I'm taking as my lock schmear, and I I think I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this one. Um, but I don't care. I'm taking Jets plus nine and a half with Zach Wilson. They looked they looked good Monday night. They're running the ball. They have an unreal defense in in every facet of, of the game. And they're gonna run the football. They're gonna keep the Cowboys close. This is a way better defense than the Giants. Dak's going to make some mistakes. I don't know that they win this game with Zach Wilson because I think it's going to be close, and and I don't know that he makes the big play in the fourth quarter, but I think they keep it a lot closer than nine and a half. I, this line is weird to me. It feels like a huge overreaction to the to the Sunday night football game. Um, yeah, I, this, this line is weird. If I were to take the game, I'd take the Jets with the points too. The Giants – I mean, look, the Giants – First 16 points they allowed were so self-inflicted. Look, I think there's a recipe even with Zach Wilson for the Jets to be successful. Yeah, Brees. I mean, Brees Hall looked back in his first game back. Yeah, Brees Hall and Dalvin. That's as good of a thunder and lightning I think potentially as there are in any in the NFL in the backfield. And then you just make Zach make the simple throws. You have a number. You have a legit number one in Garrett Wilson. Lazard could still go get some 50-50 balls. Do I think the Jets' Super Bowl odds are as good without Rodgers? Of course not, but could they stay in games with Wilson? Absolutely. Agreed. All right. There, was, there wasn't so much conflict in that in those those pick fives this week. That's a little bit disappointing, but uh, I don't know. That probably means you should be fading us extra because we were we were supportive of each other's. Pick. Fade it heavy. Yeah, fade, 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 fade. All right. Um, so the bagel bet. Let's let's talk about the bagel bet because the books kind of fucked us on this one. So we were really excited to bet assists all year long, and we missed it in week one. We were looking for a little bit of redemption in week two, and now you can't bet it anymore. They took it off the board. It was a it was a niche bet. The, the sharps took too much money from them. So now we need a new bagel bet. So we're going to we're gonna test some stuff out here. We're always going to do the Thursday night game. So this is the first bet that we put in all week. Uh, this week, we're going to do first drive punt. Seems so, reasonable, especially the, if the Vikings get the ball first. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is primetime Kirk Cousins. I, I don't – I don't know if the right way to put this in is any team first drive punt or Vikings first drive punt. It's probably Vikings first drive punt. But yeah, I think I think we just bet. Uh, I think we just bet against primetime Kirk this week, especially because one o'clock Kirk didn't even look good. Kirk just looked bad. Yeah. Um, all right, and the bagel bet, as always, is brought to you by Bagels and Lock Studios. Bagels and Lock Studios. We stole their logo, and we feel like we have to say their name every podcast. We appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, do you want me to do the PP of the week? Yeah, Chase. Tell us about your PP. All right, prize picks. Um, so again, when we record earlier in the week, they don't have the full slate listed. Um, but again, if you want to sign up and you want twenty five dollars free, um, don't forget to use this code. 
the code is PR-BX180P7. Deposit match up to $100, $25 free for signing up. All of these plays, this is going to be the coaching overreaction six-leg prize picks. I have two over fantasy points, two over rushing yards, and two over receiving yards. Let's start with the over fantasy. First one, Alexander Madison over 12 fantasy points. Um, had 13.4 last week in PPR formats. This just kind of comes down to, for me, I think he's going to score a touchdown against the Eagles. Simple enough. The next one, this is a the coaching staff realizing we fucked up in week one pick. Dallas Goddard over 10.5 fantasy points. Dallas Goddard is a top five tight end in the NFL. He's probably five, but I would put him in the top five. I'd go Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle, Hawkinson, Goddard. After Kelsey, put those guys in whatever order you want. I don't give a shit. Great all-around tight end. I think he had like maybe two targets in this game. I'm not sure he had a catch against the Patriots. I think they're going to work to game plan him in. I like him over 10 and a half fantasy points. Over rushing yards. Derrick Henry over 85 and a half versus Chargers. Sorry, Chargers. I have a question. The fantasy points, is that PPR? Full PPR. Mm, okay. And, I'm not, and I don't think you get penalized for certain things. At least kickers don't for missing points. I got to do some research on that. Derrick Henry over 85 and a half rushing yards. This is twofold. One, Chargers D, bad against the Dolphins. To me, Brandon Staley needs to go. I don't think he's a good head coach. I don't think he's the guy for Herbert. Two, we saw what happens when they tried to put the ball in Tannehill's hands last week. He threw three picks. He looked done. The King is here. He only had 63 rushing yards. I think he ended up having like 150, 60 total yards because he had two big screen plays. Pound the rock with the King. He's going to get his first 100 rushing yard game of the year. Second game, James, second rushing. James Cook over 50 and a half rushing yards versus the Raiders. Came just in over this against a good Jets defense. I think the Bills will try to get um, take the load off Josh Allen's shoulders a little bit after a disastrous showing against the Jets. Damian Harris only played three snaps. James Cook is clearly the guy there. I like him to get 60-plus rushing yards. On to the wide receivers. Um, DK Metcalf over 62.5 receiving yards versus Detroit. Gino looked terrible, but DK still kind of got his. He was the guy he was looking to throughout. Um, the Lions secondary did not look good, in my opinion, against the Chiefs. They were mostly bailed out by the fact that the Chiefs could not catch the ball. And DK does catch the ball. So we like him over 62 and a half receiving yards. And then Jamar Chase over 78 and a half receiving yards versus the Ravens. Jamar's an alpha. Burrow's an alpha. They got embarrassed last week. They can't afford to go 0-2 because if they start the year 0-2, that's one thing. But to start the year 0-2 and be 0-2 in the AFC North, very tough way to start the year. I think Burrow is pissed. I think the Ravens secondary is meh. And I like Jamar to be a baller. I like Chase, those. Chase is PP right there. No, Chase, I, I, I like your PP this week. And if you throw um, all six and you bet $10, that's 10 to win 250 You get five of six, you get 20 bucks. You get four of six, you get 40% of your bet back, four bucks. Anything less, you only got half your picks right. Don't complain to me. I, I, I don't know how I feel about the uh, the James Cook bet. I feel like they were mixing in Harris a little bit. You had three like carries. Ball. You had three carries, that was it? Huh. I mean, but how many, how many carries did Cook have? They didn't run the ball that much. Cook had 14 carries, 68 yards, three catches, 22 yards. So he averaged almost five yards a carry. And is I mean, your bet total yards or rushing yards? He had 
uh, rushing yards. He went, I mean, 60? He had, he had 50, yeah, and he had 68 against a good Jet. Like, the Jets' D is night and day compared to the Raiders. Yeah, no, and they should be playing from ahead for most of the game. So, you'd think he'd run more. All right, all right, you convinced me. I like your PP this week. Medium-sized PP. Yeah, yeah, not not the biggest PP I've ever seen you swing around, but also not the smallest. I'd also be remiss to uh, if I didn't note that we are playing in fantasy this week. I am favored by one point. Yeah, uh, we I are both coming off me. catastrophic week ones. Cat- catastrophic week ones. I mean the whole the whole league. It's like you rightfully were talking shit that I had the Dallas D put up thirty five points and still scored seventy seven. So I was feeling pretty terrible about myself until I realized that that 77 points actually put me in the top half of the scorers in our league in week one. No, it's, I mean, the, the defense that you started had almost half your points. That's pretty impressive. The defense that I started actually had um, the most points in our league this week, period. Wow. <laughs> the only two players to cross 30 points were the Dallas defense and Tyreek Hill. Unless somebody left 30-plus points on their bench, but that seems unlikely. I feel like I would have heard about that. Yeah, I, I left Algier on my bench. He had 24. That hurt. Yeah, so uh, weird, weird week, Fantasy. Weird week one, for sure. Yep. All right, that was Chase's PP. Chase's PP is brought to you by Chase's personal prize picks promo code. Chase, you want to read that again? Yeah, it's also brought to you by Cialis. Because uh, Right. Sometimes you need a little medium size PP, a big PP. Sometimes you need a little help. Uh, the code is PR BX180P7. All right. Let's talk the bankrupt FanDuel parlay. We got a new one this week. It's 750 to win. Uh, I'm logging into my FanDuel. Yeah, you bet $750 or $7.50? No, $7.50. That's the. I bet $7.64. This is the whole shtick of, of the bankrupt FanDuel parlay. I'm not allowed to bet more than $10. Um, all right. We got 14 legs again this week. I think this one's a little bit more achievable. At least I think we're a little bit more likely this week to make it out of uh, to make it out of Saturday and onto the NFL, but we'll find out. So I got Mississippi State plus 280. I talked about this before, but I, I like them to beat LSU at home. Penn State minus 14 and a half. They're going to roll Illinois. Tennessee minus six and a half. Colorado minus 22 and a half. We talked about both of those. Green Bay Packers minus one and a half. Chase, that one's for you. Titans money line. This is an underreaction game. Bengals minus three. Also an underreaction game. Chiefs minus three and a half uh, against the Jaguars. I actually don't love that one. It's in Jacksonville. Um, Rams money line. That one's a stretch. They play the Niners. Jets money line against the Cowboys. I actually do like that and we'll be betting it. Commanders plus 152 money line uh, away against the Broncos. They could definitely win that game. Dolphins minus three. Saints minus three. And Steelers money line. They play the Browns. They play at home. That's another underreaction special. The payout here is 999000 $250.83. If we all bet it, we will bankrupt the FanDuel Sportsbook and we will all be millionaires. What were the uh, total odds? I'm, I'm cooking something up as we're talking this through. It was plus. I Hold on. There's not commas on this. So plus 1.3 million. 
All right. Right so now, I'm at, to win a million. All right. Give me one second. I'm, I'm not going to be quite there, but uh, all right. I'm at plus uh, 759,063. Yeah. This is actually plus 13 million, by the way. I missed the right. comma. 14 legs. A lot of these are the picks we made, but. Over Fresno, Arizona State, 15 and a half. Colorado, minus 22 and a half. UW, minus 16 and a half. Oregon State, minus 24 and a half. KSU, minus four and a half. Jets, plus nine and a half. Commanders, money line. Giants, money line. Chiefs, minus three and a half. Bengals, minus three. Saints, minus three. Dolphins, minus three. Bucks, minus two and a half. Packers, minus one and a half. 10 to win $75,000. Not bad. I mean, it's kind of chump change compared to the, you're not, you're not going to bankrupt any sports books like that, but, you know, it might get you a sandwich or something. Well, I cooked it up while we were talking. So, uh, if, if here, I'll add, I'll add two more legs. We're gonna add pit money line and the Jets money line. That one, that one really juices you. We're gonna have pit money line versus West Virginia. That's minus one hundred four. Uh, we're gonna add. I mean, Texas is back, but I'm not gonna bet them because I don't think they're all the way back necessarily. Um, we're going to add Duke minus 18 and a half versus Northwestern. We're going to add North Carolina minus seven and a half versus Minnesota. And we're going to add. You're picking too many college games. It's way more fun if you just pick a couple college games and you're still alive come Sunday. I don't, I don't know this from experience. I've never made it to Sunday, but hypothetically, I think it would be fun. All right. So that puts us at $557,000 winning. That's pretty good. You're getting better at this. So there you go. Um, any concluding thoughts for this week's podcast? Hold on, hold on, hold on. We got, we got, we got to do promo sexuals, and we didn't introduce our sponsor for the Bankrupt FanDuel podcast. The Bankrupt Fan, the Bankrupt FanDuel Parlay. Sorry, as always, is sponsored by DraftKings. Shall okay. Still banned, by the way. Confirmed. Still, still banned. Still banned. Still I'm sorry, banned. but if if we do Bankrupt FanDuel, where will you bet? MGM. <laughs> if if we do bankrupt FanDuel, I will personally call DraftKings as their savior, putting their competition out of business. And I will tell them that unless they add you back to DraftKings, I will I will put them out of business with another parlay. Me and the Bagel Boys. I appreciate it. I got you. Okay, let's talk promosexuals. So this is this is crazy. This is like some deep cut betting site drama that you won't get anywhere else. So last week we talked about a bunch of promos, most of them shitty, but one really exciting one, which is our promo sexual of the week. And that was the early win money line bet on DraftKings. So anytime a team went up seven in the Thursday night chiefs lions game, any bet you, you put on that game would hit even if it didn't hit by the end of the game. Both the Chiefs and the Lions were up seven at one point during the game. So every bet that anybody did through this DraftKings early win promo hit that night. The max bet was 50, so not not insignificant. Um, And DraftKings took a bunch of losses. Quietly, Sunday when they re-upped this, it wasn't seven anymore. Your team had to go up 10 for the bet to cash. So they clearly were backpedaling. It was a little bit fucked up that they quietly changed it on everybody, even though they said all week that this was going to be for Thursday night and for Sunday night. Fast forward to yesterday. They put this promo back live again, 
And I don't know how they got talked into this, but they've taken it back down to seven. So the promo of the week last week, which caused them to take such enormous losses that they actually changed it halfway through the week and the most important week of their gambling season besides the Super Bowl just went back down to seven. So you've got to hammer it. Take the the longest money line. For me, it's absolutely going to be the Jets. Um, take the longest money line and just pray that whatever team you pick goes down the field, they get the ball first, they score, they go up seven, and your bet cash is four to one or whatever you put on it. Yeah, that, that certainly sounds good to me. Um, like I said, I am banned from DraftKings, so the, the promo game for me is difficult. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the FanDuel, I, I've never compared them as much as, as I have since we started doing this segment. And DraftKings has better promos. Like, they, oh, they just do. Of course. Of yeah, course. Anyway. And, a much, and a much better casino. Yeah. Shout out to the Rocket. Anybody who's never played the Rocket in the DraftKings casino, I can't think of a more fun way to piss away $150 in your balance better than that. I piss it away in maybe five minutes. Can I? Are, are we done with the betting standpoint of this? Can I give a quick story? Yeah, uh, but Promosexuals is brought to you by King Kong Beer Bong, our only actual sponsor. If you're interested in a cup that can also be a beer bong, uh, check out the bio on our uh, Instagram page, and and uh, I think that link might give you a discount or not. But uh, you know, I think we might get paid a little bit if you use it, or we might not get paid. I'm not really sure how it all works, but anyway, King Kong Beer Bongs. I have a friend who won't be named, but I had a friend who this week gave up gambling forever and deleted all the apps because in the duration of an Uber from, I think it was like, I think he Ubered from the city to the Meadowlands for the Jets game or for the Giants game Sunday. And the duration of when he got across the Jersey state line to the Meadowlands playing blackjack on his phone, lost $15,000. That line into the stadium do be getting pretty long, but that's insane. Fifteen thousand fucking dollars. What 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 size hands was this guy playing? So his strategy is every time he loses, a double on the bet. Yeah. Right, well, your buddy's a moron. He's actually one of the smartest people I know. Believe it or not, but well, he should have put uh, down a fifteen thousand dollar bet if he was so sure about his strategy. I couldn't agree more with you. Um, so this is the part of the podcast where I say, for the love of God, just gamble responsibly. Don't go above your means. That means that this genius. Is- I, you don't have to explain it to me. I've run through the scenarios in my head. He he was in an Uber going to drink a couple of beers in a parking lot, and he thought it was a good idea to put $7,000 on a blackjack hand. Just yes. think about that. I mean, my checking account would be empty, so. It would read zero. Do you think he was depositing more money into DraftKings every time this happened, or do you think he had 20 grand in his account? No, I think he was depositing money. Damn. Well, all right. Rest in peace to that guy. He may have actually been the only person that had a worse Sunday than than I did soaking wet on the stadium. I guess he was there too, so he definitely did. Gamble responsibly. All that said, my picks this week, just to recap. At the college level, we got UW uh, minus 16 and a half versus Michigan State. Over 50 and a half, ASU, Fresno State, NFL, Dolphins minus three versus the Pats, Saint minus, Saints minus three versus the Panthers. My lock of the week is Packers minus one and a half versus the Falcons. I got 
Buffs minus 23 and a half, taking them till they till they kill me. Tennessee minus six and a half. Rams plus seven and a half. Dolphins minus three. And Lock Schmear of the week. Jets plus nine and a half with the money line sprinkle. All right. Well, hopefully week two is better than week one. Uh, Bill, from a gambling and on-field production standpoint, for anyone playing a MetLife, be careful. Um, if the Thunder don't get you, then the Turf Monster will. And uh, last but not least, to all the ladies of New York City, uh, be careful. Jay Schaefer's back in town. You never know when he's going to strike. Uh, with Davey Bagels, my name is Chase Spinorski. This is the Bagels and Locks podcast. Have a great rest of the week. Mm-hmm.